A podcast with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Schlich, and today we dive together with Dory Abelman into the deep, deep, deep and exciting ocean of the creative mind. Hi, Dory. Hi, Tatla. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, it's cool to have you here. It's really nice. We had already two sessions now, and it's so interesting and so exciting to to speak with Toronto, more than less, I mean, Canada, close to Toronto. That's where, where Dory is based. And um, mm -hmm. I must say we have a good connection now. I must say as well that I'm so happy that I got my fiberglass now because... Uh, um, it makes life, podcast life, so much easier, um, especially if you live through a mode like, like here, you know, that is so mad sometimes. But it works. Cool, Dory. Great. So Dory is, um, has a podcast as well, and, and we're going to have since uh, almost two weeks a crossover promotion with his podcast as a pre-roll in front of my podcast. And this podcast you probably... Uh, used to listen to it already at least to the teaser is called uh, learn for love and uh yeah that's actually the this 20 something minutes we want to talk about his idea the background um how it came to it i mean i think it is a great idea to to start a, a podcast like that because in times like now where where we where we're gonna already rely more than less to to Zoom and Skype and, 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 and to artificial intelligence and 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 it's still nice that that uh that we we still can can inform us or, or remind remind ourselves that we still are humans, aren't we, Dory? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So let's go. So tell us more about your idea and when when did you create this idea and who, how many people are involved and and uh, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear from you. Yeah. Sure. Well, thanks so much for um, for having me on the show. Um. So yeah. So I help to run a podcast. It's called the Learn to Love Podcast, and it's all about helping people build healthier relationships and stronger families. Um, the idea came to me um, when I realized that there is a lot of separation and divorce among yeah. couples mm. today. Um, and I'm a child of divorced parents myself. Okay. I was always curious, yeah. what keeps people together? Mm. 
the the one and two that aren't getting divorced, what are they doing differently? That was kind of my my question. Mm. Um, and I was really interested in psychology. Um, so in my bachelor's, I took a bunch of, uh, my focus was actually health sciences and uh, health promotion. So I took a lot of psychology um, themed courses then and continued health, my learning. Health scientists. Health sciences, yeah. Is that is that a, is that a um, can you study that or or is it just a part of your bioinformatics study? Um? So that was for my bachelor's. So my bachelor's wasn't in bioinformatics. Um, there was some biology component there, but the focus I took a lot of courses also on uh, health promotion, behavior change, um, public health, this kind of stuff. That's interesting. And then I transitioned now into the masters more into the the bioinformatic. That's great. I mean, yeah, yeah. Go on, yeah. Yeah, and um, so I, I started reading with my, my girlfriend, Bettina, and we read dozens of books. Um, She what? About, I started reading a lot with my, my girlfriend. Her name is Bettina, and she was also, she's involved too, uh -huh. um, reading. Um, and we started to realize that we're, we're actually learning a lot of interesting things, yeah. um, but also that a lot of people aren't, aren't going to read all these books. So Learn to Love, essentially... Is a way to just summarize the best of what we know um, from these books with analogies, with infographics, mm -hmm. um, pictures, and just an easy to understand way in whatever medium you like. So if you like written content, we have the blog, um, learnlove.ca slash blog. Uh, if you like to listen, we have the podcast. I put that as well. I put it as well in, in the description on my thing and on YouTube. So, so yeah, yeah, but... Um, Fantastic, and we have a YouTube channel too. So if you like, if you like videos, you can check us what's, out on, what's, on what's YouTube. What's the YouTube channel? What's learn uh, learn uh, to love as well? Learn, yeah, learn, learn to. It's not learn for love. It's learn learn to love. No? To yeah, love, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's like learning how to love, kind of. So like learn learn to love, and um, Instagram. We talk about Instagram. Yeah, too. and also our our Instagram is Facebook. learn to love media. Learn to Love Media. If you search that, you'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, and we also have a Pinterest too. If you search Learn to Love, you should find us there as well. Yeah. Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So you guys, you started to to read all this information. How long are you together with your girlfriend? Oh. Um, a year and a half. So, up so, so there's, there's yeah. still no, there was still no reason to read that together. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was something I was curious before, and she was curious too. So, um, I was already reading, and then she, yeah, she started as well. And we talk a lot about different things. So we talk about like teamwork, um, stress, conflict resolution, yeah. self care, um, how people share and receive love, stages of a relationship. Um, so all of that is on our show, and, and we try to talk about it from a, a very psychology perspective. Okay, what is um, she studying? She studies international development right now. That's her master's. International development. Development, yeah. So that's like um, economics and um, like like companies that do business in multiple countries. Yeah. Um, But she's also interested in psychology, so she's actually thinking of going back to school for, for counseling or something mm -hmm. afterwards. I mean, you, I must say, you do that very good. I was listening to your podcast, and uh, I, was I was really thinking, wow, that, that, that is... Uh, because 
listeners they 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 really can feel that that you are interested in it you know and that you're ah thank you and that and that you really try to 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 change a little bit with your podcast too you know so so you as well somehow a digital shaman you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thank you i could share some quick tips from from the show Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. We talk a lot about the brain. I'm actually writing a blog post now called A Cognitive Neuroscience Approach to Understand Feeling. So like mm-hmm. the few, that's just kind of like the, right. the basis. But, but something I could talk about as related to... Um, anger and the way we respond to anger so we have different parts of our brain we have the the frontal lobe uh, which is like behind our forehead and we have the limbic system which is kind of like in the middle of the brain and there's a little almond shape limbic the hippocampus um yeah so the the hippocampus is um involved All right, mm-hmm. and in in uh, memory transfer as All well, right. and it's related to the limbic system. All right. But I want to talk about the amygdala, which is an almond-shaped p- structure in the middle of the brain mm-hmm. that's part of the limbic system. Mm-hmm. And um, now the thing is, the amygdala is closer to the brainstem, to the spine, essentially, mm-hmm. and to to like the nerves that enter our body than the frontal lobe, which is further away. It's all the way up here, but the amygdala is down here. Uh huh. Yeah. So that means that in a time of crisis, of conflict, of of a lot of emotion and stress, the amygdala is going to take over. It's going to stop signals and react to signals before they even get to the frontal lobe. So it blocks everything. It- yeah, it kind of like reacts right away before your brain can even think about it. So. What happens is, is you react without thinking, and you can actually see this in other forms. Yeah. So, for example, have you ever touched like a really hot plate, and just like you, you moved your hand away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like before you even thought about it, your hand was already away. Yeah. Well, that that was a reaction that occurred actually in your spine, um, before it even got Ooh. to your brain. You Ooh. you moved your arm away. Yeah, because later, it, it, it would be too late it. already. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if if it, you waited till it got to your your frontal lobe you would be burned, like way more burned than if you just... Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So we have this analogy then um, called first rescue, which is that if somebody is is drowning, um, let's say they're drowning in water, the first thing you do is you pull them out of the water and you help them dry, you help them breathe again, you know, calm down. And then you can ask them a question like, you know, what were you doing in the deep end? What were you doing alone at night when there was no lifeguard? Yeah. But the first thing you do is you pull them out of the water first. First you rescue. Sure, yeah. Then you do anything else. And the same is true with our emotions. Because if somebody is very, like, drowning in their emotions, they have a lot of emotion right now, let's say anger, stress, we first have to get their amygdala calm back online before we can connect to the frontal cortex. 
but this is hard ha- ha- and reason yeah but this is hardwired isn't it i mean it's 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 hardwired in our brain since since we since we became conscious actually hunter gatherers yeah this this kind of system but by understanding how the system works we can actually get it to work for us and deal better with situations of conflict you can think of it kind of like a car so you have like a driver and a passenger in the car yeah and the car represents your consciousness your your thoughts yeah so if one of them was your thoughts let's say there's a driver and passenger so one of them is your thoughts and one of them is your feelings yeah who do you, who do you think is the dri- driver? Is it the thoughts or the feelings? Um, I mean, a- a- according according to to that, what you what you told me, um, is it is it the the feelings? Because the feelings they 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 start. I mean, the instinct is still older than than the intellect, isn't it? Yes, and and for a long time, the classical notion, in a sense, was that we we act primarily based on logic. But if I ask you, like, why don't you do something? Like, why don't you do something? What's usually, like, an answer people give? Yeah, I I mean, yeah. I mean, just, just, yeah. You first, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just tried to picture a situation where, where, where I'm sitting in the car, and I have the... The, the red flashing light and according to to all all that what I've learned that that you have to stop at red you know my 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 feet will go on the brake just according to the process but the, this reaction actually you know so that I know that I've learned it so I'm trained in that yes yeah mm-hmm. that actually has to do with with habits um, which is something else we talk about on the show the idea is that essentially neurons that fire together, wire together. So any response any that, that you show in your body is a yeah. sequence of neurons firing in your brain. Yeah. Now, your brain wants to be able to work efficiently, right? It doesn't want to use more energy than it needs to. So what it's going to do is it's going to put neurons that generally fire one after the other. Yeah. It's going to almost, in a sense, connect them deeper together mm. so that when the one goes off, all the others can go off without you thinking about it. Mm. And an example of this is walking. If you ever see a young child learning to walk, it takes a lot of mental energy mm. to to remember. First, I lift up this leg. You know, mm. then I put it down. Then I lift up this leg, and to balance. Yeah. But when an adult walks, they don't even think that they're walking anymore. They can focus their their energy on other tasks, which is actually problematic because if somebody's walking yeah. and they're talking on the phone yeah. and they're not paying attention to walking, yeah. they're going to walk into a pole or walk into a pool or walk into a piece of glass because yeah. if, if they're they, not if paying they, attention to if it. If they're not good at multitasking, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But back to the, the car analogy. So the driver and the passenger. If you ask somebody, why don't you do something? The answer is usually, at least I would say, is because I don't feel like it. Because you don't feel like it. It's the feelings. Mm -hmm. And what happens is in anger, the driver of the car, the feeling brain, is flooring the accelerator and taking the car like rapidly off-road at a dangerous pace when Mm -hmm. someone's angry. Mm -hmm. And the passenger really has no say, the thinking brain, because the amygdala is hijacking. It's called an emotional hijacking. Actually, many of the signals before they even reach the frontal cortex. I, I like this expression, Emotionally hijacking, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and the thing is, a lot of us, in times of anger and conflict, we try to connect to the person on a logical way. We say something like, it doesn't make sense what you're doing. You know, why do you feel like that? You know, it, like, of course this happened. We're trying to connect based on, on logic and reason. Like, it doesn't make sense for you to be doing that. But the thing is, we're trying to connect to the passenger of the car when the driver is flooring the accelerator and, and moving the car off-road. And that's not going to work. We have to first get the driver to get the car back on the road and at a stable pace before we start a conversation with the passenger. And that's mm. the first rescue. First, we rescue them from the emotion. And then we can focus on logic and reason and talking to the thinking brain. It's just not but so how easy. Do we, yeah. But how do we do it? The, the thing is, humans actually respond to emotion in very similar ways across the lifespan and across cultures. And mm. our instinct of dealing with a crying baby, the instinct that comes to us is often actually very, very good for also mm. working with adults. So for example, if a baby cries, mm. what does somebody do if the baby cries? What's the instinct? What do you imagine when, when, if you saw a crying baby? Um, I mean, you, yeah, you start thinking about that. That's what is it? Is it, is it hungry? I mean, if you, first of all, you, you see the situation, and if nothing, nothing spe special is going on, like if the baby is not getting hurt or whatever, you think maybe it's just, just a, a, a minor issue. But what's the first thing you do if the baby's crying? What do you do? The first thing? I mean, I take it probably. Wow. Yeah, e exactly. You pick it up, you yeah. hold it. Yeah. And then you can you hold it. You maybe you rock it. Yeah. And what do you say? I'm here. I'm here. Like don't oh, worry. It's, it's good. I'm it's here. good. Don't worry. Everything's fine. I'm yeah. exactly. And those three things are actually the best way to get the driver back on the road in adults, just a bit differently. Instead mm. of holding, we ask if we can give them a hug, because feelings are called feelings because mm. we feel them in our body. Feelings are emotions that we feel in our body, but we can actually use feeling to create emotion. It goes mm. both ways. Emotions mm. create mm. feelings, and feelings create emotions. Yeah. So, for example, if somebody feels alone, mm. by hugging them, mm. we make them feel like there's someone else there because they can feel physical contact mm. on their skin. Sure. And then yeah. they get the feeling that they're not alone. Sure, sure, sure. And mm. then they get an emotion of a feeling like they're not alone, feeling safe. That's another thing we talk about, that anger is actually primarily an expression of not feeling safe. I mean, But that's the thing, yeah. hug. Yeah. Then instead of rocking like you would a baby, mm -hmm. you could do something like you could ask if you can stroke their arm, for example, or like, like do something where you are stroking them in like a loving way, if they're okay with it, if it's like your partner. And it makes them feel a sensation that someone else is there. Absolutely. Yeah. I was wondering. Um, just keep your 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 thing in mind where you want to continue. So so because in times like now, hacking, uh, it is. I mean, uh, it. I, I'm a little bit afraid about that. That that this cultural thing is getting lost due to our new norm, normal and due to the situation that people are getting more and more afraid to to hug somebody else you know so do, do you think sometimes as well about that how um about the consequences and and um and how 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 could you what 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 is your 
impression about that. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Actually, when when I say that, I I mean it mostly towards like partners in a relationship, kind of like a husband, wife, boyfriend, like two partners. Yeah. Um, but in terms of other people, I would just always ask, you know, is it okay if I and then do you? But no, I would I, say with yeah. I mean, with I, other people yeah. though, I wouldn't resort to that. I do the the last thing, which is the other thing. You tell the baby, you say, "I'm here, I'm here." And that's the same thing you tell your partner. I'm with you. Like, we're, we're in this together. I'm here with you. And that's just a big thing related to teamwork, too, is often when our partners come to us and they're sad, we, we like, kind of tense up and we walk away. We're like, I don't know how to help them. But our partners aren't looking for us to solve their, part, their problems most of the time. They just want us to say, I'm with you. I'm here. And make them feel this, like this, they're not this, alone. And we talk way more about this on our on our show uh, too on Learn to Love. We have five whole hour long episodes about conflict resolution. If you're if you're interested in, in following this and learning more, it's it is it is great. I must I must say. Uh, you guys, you put a lot of effort into that, and I think uh, if people are really in need, um, they should they should listen to it. It's good, yeah. It's 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 really good. So so, so you're gonna do that. Who who else is involved in 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 in, in this show? I've heard as well a couple of other voices. Um, yeah. So my my girlfriend Bettina, um, uh, she's involved uh, in the show. And also, we're doing interviews now with with mental health uh, practitioners and and uh, coaches. Um, so you'll hear their voices on the show too in and future episodes. There was there was a deep voice. I I was listening uh, in the YouTube um, podcast, and there was it wasn't you. Um, we ran some like ads, like uh, like cross promotion. So it could have been another podcaster who oh, all right. who had a segment. That we uh, ah, okay, all right. Okay. Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, before we we almost again through before we finish, I, I still would like to to philosophize a little bit uh, about this this hugging subject, um, or actually the culture of, of of hugging. I mean, here in Europe, or or it's here. It's the case. If if I mean, I, I'm probably I'm normally hugged too often. Um, mm. uh, but I mean, but I, I'm not hugging people if I don't know them. But but if I really if I really like them, I feel like I oh, come on, you know. So 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 I hug you, and uh, not 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 everyone is 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 uh, comfortable with that. But this is an emotional thing, you know. And sometimes it's, is it okay if I hug you? That's that's already. I mean, then I I prefer to leave it, you know. So uh, and. Uh, I really wonder if all this will change now after Corona and after COVID, you know, so if, if society really, really uh, gets this paradigm shift that they stop hugging at all, especially now in Zoom and Skype times and, and, and. Um, and I wonder if, if you guys already thought a little bit about that, you, you know, so about, about advice and, and about uh, um, how how society uh, I mean do you feel the same I mean yeah I see what you're saying um, people having less contact in general that's why 
when when we talk about it, we really mean for like a, a family member or like a partner. You have to really think like, is it my role to help somebody else calm down who's like who I'm not close to? In which case, I like I wouldn't advise asking or, or like going to hug them because you don't. It's it's like it's not your role, kind of like you're not close yeah, to them. Yeah. But the thing is, if it's like a very close friend, a family member, or a partner, then you would be having content you'd likely be having some sort of contact with them anyway, in which case you could ask. But in terms of Zoom, that goes to our other channels. I mean, there, there are other channels of, of dealing with anger and conflict too. And um, like if you see, like if someone sees a therapist, for example, the therapist won't ask to hug them, but they can still be effective. And that's also through understanding how anger affects our bodies. So often when people are angry, it's like they have a lot of pressure and they need to let it go, but we can help them let it go by asking them the right questions and being curious. For example, what do you feel in your body? Where do you feel it? What's going through your head right now? Tell me more. Like using these kinds of prompts, because talking is thinking too. When people talk, they kind of piece together thoughts in their head and organize them. And just by giving people the opportunity to express themselves through mm. talking, we mm. can also help them sort Absol- things out Absolutely, in their head. yeah. I mean, for that, is, is a podcast like this actually good as well? I've already mentioned that. So I have, you're now my my seventh talk guest, and uh, it's so cool somehow. I mean, I think it's things like this they are somehow relieving as well for 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 everyone. And I saw that already that in in uh, in recent episodes, you know, that that artists are as well very happy to to be part of it because they can express themselves. And uh, you know, it's you know by yourself that 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 having having a a, a discourse is always. Uh, good isn't it mm-hmm. isn't it i would suggest story um if you if you give me um a couple of links from 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 the stuff what you read i could put that as well if if people are interested in researching in my description uh under underneath as well like like uh a- any other information you want you want to put me in you know and people can eventually start to to research a little bit as well about your podcast and about you and uh and it is uh, uh dory abelman uh he is on instagram yeah at learn to love media on instagram and and on uh the podcast is is learn not to love the learn to love podcast yeah learn to love podcast weekly no? weekly or more than once a week We usually post about every five days. Every five yeah. days. But but what I learned is, is you offer as well sessions, don't you? No. So at the time, we don't offer any sessions. But if there's something you'd like to see talked about on the blog or on the podcast, that's something I'd be happy to, to look into. All right. Cool. And, and get guests to talk about that, too. Is there anything else what you would like to add, Doro? Dor- um. Just to say thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for, for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure. And um, thank you also to all the listeners of Artitude uh, for your time. I hope you found this uh, this content and the description with the car meaningful. It was great. I've really enjoyed these three sessions. And uh, I hope we can do that sometimes again. I mean, uh, I am already planning with Story another thing that's, that's a little... Uh, sneak preview uh, I'm probably gonna do I design a shamanic um, 
session with Dory, and we we might we might gonna gonna research in that from the uh, scientific way as well. So Dory will be wired with a lot of wires. Uh, I think about a, a very special scenario, and um, we probably we will record it for another show somehow. And I'm looking forward to yeah that 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 Dory that that he came actually to me and said that left. I really like your uh, your thesis and uh, your podcast. Do you do you like to do a crossover promotion with me? And I told him, yes, I I do, and uh, I'm I'm so delighted that 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 you encouraged me. Honestly, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a it's been a big pleasure to work together. Yeah. So, yeah. So, dear listeners, so I would say, so if you like the show, um, listen to the f two other episodes with Dory and myself and uh, yeah have a lovely day week and whatever and um, thank you Dory having you in my show that was great and uh, take care fantastic thank you so much take care bye Dory bye Tesla thanks bye. for your time this is a listener supported show I feel honored if you subscribe this show you can follow me non-financial with the following click on one of my Instagram accounts or subscribe the visual version of this podcast on YouTube via the link below. If you like what you hear, be sure to tune in next Wednesday for the next Attitude Talk with a special guest. If you want to leave a donation for a coffee or a bus ticket, just follow the donation link via the Attitude Podcast account. Eventually, I would like to thank, through this medium, all my members and listeners of the I Love West Cork Artists Network from all over the world, just to remember myself that without you, this year couldn't and wouldn't happen. You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close.